0: hello and welcome to unknowable the podcast where we talk about all things mysterious unusual or unknowable i'm justine
1: and i'm gray this week we're back and we're back we're talking about demons
0: we are we're talking about Mostly two specific demons, but like yes. sort of demons in general seem like a good Halloween thing to do.
1: Right. Happy Halloween, everybody. We are... Yeah. Happy Halloween. Recording this not on Halloween, but I can feel the
0: Halloween spirit in the room today. It is. It's it's close. We're like a week away, so... Right. Yeah. we We just took a long ass hiatus. Yeah, we did. Did not <laughs> expect it to be that long. I won't lie. No. Nope. Um... I think our last, well, actually, Jesus, I think by the time this comes out, no, it'll be just about six months, right? Okay. Because I think our last episode came out like really early May. Yeah. Yeah. So we're like almost, almost exactly six months. Um, Yeah. Shit just got crazy there mm-hmm. for a bit. And like summer was just starting up and we just couldn't balance everything. So we were like, let's just take a little bit of time. Yeah. I remember like at some point early on, Nate being like, Asking me what we were going to do. And I was like, I really don't want to take more than like a month or two off. Like two months at the most. Like I definitely don't want to do more than that. And then here we are. Yep.
1: So, uh, you know, pandemic life, you know, one month turns to six. So.
0: Yeah. Really quickly. So Mm -hmm. we kind of got to the point where we were like, hey, Halloween's coming up. This is like the perfect time to, I think our first episode aired not on Halloween, but it was like a week or two before Halloween. Right. Three years ago. Mm hmm. I think it's like been three years. It's wild. Um, so yeah, this like felt right. Like Halloween and sort of anniversary ish time for unknowable. So, you know, right. Yeah.
1: It's nice. Good. To Personally.
0: Be back. Yeah. It's good to be back. We are, you know, fully planning to go back to normal every, every other week release. Um, we sort of decided we want to kind of go back, not exclusively, but mostly to our, some of you, who have been listening since the beginning might remember we used to do much more of um, sort of like two part episodes where we would have a theme of any kind and each of us would pick a certain specific person or story or whatever on that theme. And we would like tell each other about it. Um, and we did that here and there, but we kind of got into doing a lot more big topics. And so now I think we're going to try to do more of those two part episodes with still some big ones thrown in. Oh Yeah. But um, just a fun format. So we will be telling each other about two different demons today you'll hear yeah. about. But before we do that, we're going to talk just a little bit about demons in general, which I think, Gray, you've got more of that info.
1: Yeah. Well, so demons. it's weird because like nowadays, you know, popular culture is lousy with like depictions of demons from like horror movies and TV shows and stuff where you know, there's all these like sort of possessions by demons and, you know, the way that it's portrayed is almost like demons are this sort of nameless, faceless, like almost like hive mind entity where when it possesses someone, it's just sort of, I feel like sometimes you like learn their name, but most of the time it's just like a generic demon and that Mm. demon is super low level and there's not a huge amount of like, I don't know, like importance placed on like the identity of the demon. It's more about the identity of the person and just the, the the generic fact that they are possessed, but that's kind of a more modern take on demons. The demons we're talking about are actual like named demons from before the Bible was written because mm. they're written about in the Bible and are mentioned and sort of as like a, a, a cautionary tale of like, Um, You know, because so like it's sort of like the way that religion worked in the Middle East in, you know, pre-Bible, pre-Biblical times um, was just sort of like each little locality had its own sort of like gods and demons and its own like religious practices, whether that included like sacrifice or burning certain herbs for incense or whatever, each little pocket of civilization or each little city state would have its own gods, own demons. And there'd be like some cross pollination, pollination, Polynesian, where, um, (laughs) like, you know, a city over might know about the demons and gods from the other city next door, but they still had their own like major, you know, gods and demons. And so, you know, as you were traveling through the land or whatever, you'd become aware of this whole sort of like, like when you, when you, when you start searching like pre-biblical demons, there's like, dozens of them that are Mm. different like gods demons like it's hard to kind of tell some of them are it's not so much as like pure good and pure evil as we think of like god and the devil it's sort of like some of these like deities seem kind of shitty or like asked pretty shitty things of their followers like for example sacrificing children but um yeah so so like it when these when these demons were like you know out and about doing their thing or whatever they're like, you would know who it was like as a, a practicing, I don't even know what, what, what religion, I think you'd like belong to like the cult of Moloch or the cult of Baal or whatever. Um, and you would know who you were practicing for and you'd have to do specific rituals for that God or demon. So these two demons that we're talking about, um, Justy's going to talk about Baal, and I'm going to talk about Moloch were both sort of, um, major and or minor demons, devils um, in the area of Canaan in like mm. the bronze age, like moving forward. And we'll see that the end date for some of this is in question, but um, so yeah, so Canaan was sort of the area that's now the state of Israel, um, a little farther east, a little farther north and a little farther south. But um, it's basically like, a loose kind of you know it's not like they were like a country or anything it was just like a collection of small settlements and um more like a term for like like the geographic region so each of these little settlements would have their own gods and demons um so what is i i don't know anything about Bale. i only i spent my whole time researching moloch so
0: yeah so Bale. okay i'm gonna preface this i'm gonna hope at least for my half of this episode that everybody listening is like so pumped that we're back, that they just like kind of (laughs) gloss over the topic matter because I feel like, I feel like I tried real hard and for whatever reason, there wasn't that much to find about bail. I feel Uh. like, you know, when you start fine, like we've done this with past topics and like this happens sometimes where there's maybe just not much out there. And so you come across articles and like, you can tell that, Article number one, you're like, okay, great. You take notes. And then article number two, you start to read it and you're like, oh, wow, this is like all new information. And then you're like, nope, they just reworded and rearranged <laughs> yep. the first article's information. So, like, fuck. Oh, yeah. It's actually not different. Um, and to be honest, there were so many, like, names and terms that I was just like, what? <laughs> that it all, like, eventually it just looked like a foreign language to me. And I was like, mm-hmm. I don't know what the fuck you're saying. Right. So, <laughs> I tried. Um, so, uh. Okay, so Baal, so that's spelled B-A-E-L. Yeah. Um, there's various other spellings. Part of, you know, these things existing as long ago as they did is, like, there's different sort of interpretations, like, uh, you know, translated into different languages type of thing. Um, things like this also sort of, I feel like, could change. Like, we talked a bit about this when we talked about, like, angels and um, things like that. Where it was, like, different religions would have a very similar belief or like a similar figure but it would be like spelled a little different or pronounced a little different or like things would just be off by a little bit so I feel like that is kind of in play so like if you look up the demon bale you can find eight different spellings of that um also known as Adonai also known as the principal king of hell and Sick. my favorite great king of destruction nice dude sounded dope. Right. Um, he's a I guess I'm just going to say he I think it's referred to as a he yeah. um, he is a Christian demon described in demonological grimoires so that Sick. by the way is yeah, I know a book of magical spells such as the lesser key of Solomon that was an anonymous grimoire on demonology compiled in like the mid 17th century um, as well as pseudo monarchia daemonum or false monarchy of demons that contains a list of demons and the appropriate hours and rituals to conjure them. Wow. Like, you know, one of those books where you're like, I would love to check that out. And then you're like, maybe I wouldn't. Right. That would be a bad idea. (laughs) You don't
1: want to read that, especially out loud.
0: Yeah. Not like I'm going to do something by accident. Mm -hmm. Um, and so part of the confusion about researching this, and again, perhaps this is like how much things like this, um, I mean, essentially, anybody listening, of course, knows that, like, the unknowable aspect of talking about demons is, like, the question, as always, of do these things really exist? Um, We don't know. They might. We tend to err on yes, but we know that there are myths and there are stories meant to, you know, conjure all kinds of things in people, so it it may not be a real thing. But anyways part of this being translated into different cultures, religions, languages, um, is that a lot of the information can be not always contradictory, but just like, just like any story that gets passed along. And like a lot of these did get passed along verbally, things change, things get exaggerated. Um, things are forgotten and then like made up along the way. So a lot of it is, I feel like I could have written like a whole multiple paragraphs on like, you know, this demon supposedly had you know this many fucking uh like soldiers or whatever like people that they governed or whatever or this many or this many like right. every article would give you something different right um but anyways he's ranked as the first demonic spirit of the arsgotia that's the uh the 72 elite demons of hell like you said Sick. there's dozens of demons oh yeah um and each of these demons had like their own noble rankings their own legions that they commanded into battle like i did not realize how intense this was oh yeah
1: it's wild it's like i mean it's just it kind of reminds me of like i mean i'm sure it's the same like idea but like dante's inferno where he's just trying to like create this super well mapped out like vision of hell and heaven yeah and kind of transcribing all of these like like human characteristics onto what his idea of hell is and you know who knows whether or not he was right or whether he was just sort of like tripping on ergot while he's writing
0: yeah exactly so it's it's kind of intense to read about this type of stuff because i just like you said like the modern sort of thought of demons is that they're just sort of like anonymous almost like i don't know like almost like a demon just is a shell that just like anything fills like it's just like an evil spirit and rather than like a person like a specific figure um right so that was kind of interesting and reading about this was like oh wow like they had names and like specific characteristics and like um you know skills that they had like things that they were their strengths and stuff like that it was wild right um <clears throat> so yeah he was again the principal king of hell ruled over the east Along as being the head of the infernal powers. Um again, different articles. He was said to govern anywhere from sixty-six to two hundred and fifty legions of demons and spirits. He is believed to be the original king of hell before he was dethroned by Satan. Whoa. Um That's I wild. I like weirdly could not find any like story on that. Right. Of like what happened there. Um <clears throat> but it basically was talking about like he's a fallen angel turned demon so i kind of was looking into that to see like what's the difference between a fallen angel and a demon uh basically like according to christian mythology demons are or were fallen angels so most of you listening probably know satan himself was an angel at one point um and Baal was sort of among the order of high angels that joined the ranks of lucifer during the war in heaven and was cast out alongside his cohorts. So they started off as angels and, uh, they fucked up. That's wild. Good. What a wild story. I know. So he's described as a quote, hoarsely voiced King. Huh? I don't know why I love that so much. Right. I love it. Um, or sometimes described as like a soldier rather than a King. um, With, again, many legions that he ruled over. He's said to carry ashes in his pocket. What the fuck, man? Like, (laughs) why does that all give me the creep so much? Like, He's got this hoarse voice and he's just got ashes in his pocket. Like, what is up, dude? It's
1: like a great scene from a movie that you could put together where you're like in a bar drinking. And some guy comes in and he has like a wicked hoarse voice and tells you some weirdo fucking story. And then like as he's pulling out like his money to pay for his drink, like a bunch of ash pours out of his pocket. You're like, oh shit, that was...
0: Yeah. The King of Hell. That was yeah, that was fucking bail. I don't know. That just like Yeah, it weirdly did hit me like that. Like it hit me like I was seeing it in a movie. I was like, oh, that's like such a specific weird thing oh, that yeah. I just immediately pictured it. Um and good timing on this episode because according to some demonologist, his power is greatest in October. Sick. So yeah. Um a lot of things talk about what he looks like. If you Google the demon Bale, you can find a lot of like, weird-ass sketches of what he supposedly looked like. Uh, the Lesser Key of Solomon describes him as appearing in the form of a cat, toad, man, some combination thereof, or other shapes, huh. um, which is kind of like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> or any, just anything. Just whatever. <laughs> whatever he wants. Uh, while the Pseudomonarchia daemonum states that he appears with the heads Three different heads at the same time. He's got a cat head, a toad head, and a human head, like all in a row. And he's also said to have spider legs. So if you can picture that, oof, nope.
1: Which like all set. Nobody that. should.
0: Nobody should. Wow. But yeah. Uh. Yeah. He's attributed to uh, with teaching science, granting invisibility, and making people wise. So like, doesn't sound all bad. That doesn't, doesn't sound bad. Like, I mean, it doesn't sound bad. Hmm. I know. I'm like reading this and I'm like, okay, like what's, what's the bad part here? He's got some soldiers. All right.
1: Yeah. So does America. And
0: he's, he's teaching people science. I don't know. Hmm. Um, There's a French occultist and demonologist who lived until the late 1800s, uh, Jacques Colin de Plancy. Sure. I'm butchering that. That's close enough. Yeah. I hope you all missed us horribly butchering like foreign words. Oh yeah. It's great. Um, but he sort of wondered if Baal is the same as the Canaanite deity, Baal? I don't know. B-A-A-L. Yeah. yeah. Um, That's a whole separate story for a separate day. But mm-hmm. there seems to be some overlap. And it would make sense, again, if he's a fallen angel, that that could have been a deity that then fell from the ranks of heaven and ended up in hell. And now it's this demon. Um. Right. Well, but yeah, a-, he- a
1: big part of this, too, is sort of like this is all pre sort of like Judaism and Christianity. And then when, you know, the, this area of Canaan, like the Jews kind of like took over and like they started to worship Yahweh, like the one true God or whatever. There was a lot of sort of like retconning of these stories where it was like, oh shit, now we have to worship the one true God and we can't have multiple gods. So that we have to like fit these old beliefs into our new beliefs. And so there's sort of probably this retconning of like, Oh yeah, like we used to worship this dude, but now we have to pretend like he's bad because it's you know we can't worship false idols, so we have to make him into like a demon and like he can he can be like a king of hell and be powerful in hell, but he can't be like in heaven because there's just one god, you know what I mean? Mm. I think that's kind of well, yeah, some which, of his weirdness.
0: Yeah, oh it is it's interesting because um, again I'm probably butchering I don't I really don't know if this guy's name is actually pronounced ball. Okay, hey, close enough though. Not great, but. Uh but yeah, that was an important god and it was they were often portrayed as the primary enemy of the Hebrew god Yahweh, so that's like an interesting little link there that like if Baal was this Canaanite god originally that was the enemy of Yahweh, that that could be uh kind of a interesting little part of the story there. Right. Um
1: Christian Baal, so to say.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So Yeah, but that word, the word Baal, B-A-A-L, also was applied to several deities um, because the word itself means lord. So that was also sort of, again, like part of the confusion of doing this research, like not having too much experience with demons was like (laughs) there was a lot of overlap between Baal, this demon, and then like that word like this generic sort of deity word and it was kind of like tough to filter through to be like right i'm not exactly sure what overlaps and what doesn't but right that that is Bale. he sounds like kind of an interesting dude um <laughs> <laughs> you know sounds sounds pretty neat sounds, sounds like, like, like a guy. Neat guy i don't necessarily want to meet him anytime nope. soon but you know he's he's got some ashes in his pocket which i'm very curious about interesting it's wild We'd love to know the story of that so right yeah so who who you got
1: well so my like god demon deity whatever you want to call him um is known as moloch or Molech. so again we're dealing with a a, a canaanite sort of deity or demon and there is also debate um like, like you said about how baal can refer to like just the generic term for like a lord Um, There's some scholarly debate as to whether Moloch is a distinct sort of like individual demon or if, you know, Moloch is the derivation of like a verb, which means to sacrifice children. So it's sort of like, is Moloch its own deity or is it just like the concept of sacrificing children? Because Moloch has been known as a deity to whom you sacrifice children, but there's been there's scholarly debate. It's basically seems like more people are leaning towards the fact that it's just like a generic term for sacrificing children. But there's also a, a sort of dedicated group of people who also refer to it as like him as a, as a, an actual demon um, referenced mm. in the Bible several times. So Moloch is um, sort of, he was a, again, pre pre Yahweh, god of the people who would eventually become like the jews so like 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 the semitic peoples um right around the same time as like Baal Baal there um there's not a huge amount of information about his sort of like demeanor there's more of a a emphasis placed on how you worship Moloch which was you know cuz like at, at, at this time i was reading about how um you know they find like the foundations of old houses from you know the area of Canaan from around this time period. And there would be donkeys, like donkeys' bodies buried underneath it. And their thoughts are that oh. it's basically oh. like, okay, I'm, I'm going to build my house on this plot of land. I'm going to sacrifice the donkey to whichever god I pray to and then bury that dead donkey in my foundation. And that will bring me good luck in this house. So Jesus. sacrifice is like a huge thing at this time where it's like sort of, If you revere and respect a god and you want them to smile upon you, you sacrifice something to them. And the sort of more valuable the thing that you sacrifice to them is the more you are worshipping them. So at this time period, one of the most valuable things in your life would be a child. Because you're just this sort of like farmer nomad who needs to like harvest crops or like, you know, work the land or whatever, take care of your sheep. So, having a child is essentially like having more labor to help you do what you need to do to stay alive. So, a child would be an incredibly valuable thing. So, sacrificing your child to a god would be like the ultimate sort of like sacrifice and would be showing like the utmost respect. So, the idea is Moloch was such a powerful sort of deity at this time that you would sacrifice your children to him in order to have like good fortune, which is why I'm not super, why I was saying like it doesn't seem it's not super clear to me like is moloch like a god or just like a generic deity or like a demon like it's hard to again i think the whole like demon terminology comes from a christian retconning of these people as like oh shit we have to pretend like they're bad now because we have the one true god yahweh so yeah it seems like people liked moloch and wanted to worship him and like sacrifice their children to them. So like, clearly like you're doing that, not necessarily just out of fear, but also like out of the hope of like good things too. So it's complicated. It's weird. And yeah, you know, potentially also just like, like the, the generic concept of sacrificing your children to a deity. So like you could have potentially, I don't even know what the verb would be, but like you could have Moloch to your child to Baal or yeah. Pazuzu or some other like Canaanite God. Um, depending on your scholarly perspective. So that's kind of like the most information about Moloch because Moloch's tale isn't super interesting in his time. It's sort of how Moloch has evolved over time that I found to be interesting because Mm. again, so this is pre Christianity. This is pre, this is like bronze age Canaan. So the bronze age was 3300 BC to 1200 BC so you know, up into roughly a thousand years before the time of Jesus, so this would be, um, you know, he's ref- Moloch is referenced in Leviticus in the Old Testament of the Bible as like a bad thing, like basically almost like uh, like the word Moloch came to mean something that was just like a a faceless evil that was like consuming in some way, like it became almost like a generic term. Like we'll see. Some, um, like many literary figures have referenced like a Moloch and they aren't referencing, you know, the Canaanite God Moloch. They're referencing just like a generic term for like a a, a dangerous thing that's going to be like consuming something. Um, oh, wow. So, yeah. So, that you know, he's referenced in the Bible several times, very negatively. Um, and he, the the concept of, you know, pre christian jewish people sacrificing a baby to this pay, essentially pagan god doesn't doesn't look good when you think of how anti-semitic the whole world is and always has been because um, basically this whole concept of moloch has morphed and just turned and just snowballed into this awful sort of conspiracy theory over time that we will see leads us to the present day um. So I just want to say, like straight off the bat, like we're not anti-Semitic. We're not saying that any of this is true. It's more just like this is the story as it has evolved over time. Um, yeah. Which exactly. Anybody who has spent any time in like conspiracy circles, you'll know that it all goes back to the jews when people start getting deep into like conspiracy theories which is one of like the the most annoying parts of being like into conspiracy theories is like you're like on board like yeah like the mud flood like that's super interesting and then it's like and it's because of the jews that it all like happened and you're like oh damn see i was like so far i was like that was a great story and then you had to bring it back to the jews so
0: oh yeah everything comes back to like either the jews or like some racist shit like there's always some shit where you're just like god damn it like and then, yeah, it does feel like if you even, like, a little bit subscribe or, like, I know you might get into this a little bit, but the, like, QAnon thing, it's, like, if you get a oh, little yeah. too far into it, people start to assume, like, oh, if you believe, like, any conspiracy theories, then that they- you, like, either subscribe to these really problematic belief systems or you're, like, anti-science, like, anti-vaccine. And it's, like, you can right. also just think the stories are interesting and right. think that there's, like, some cool truths in there, but, like, not subscribe to, like... Everything bad in the world happens because of Jewish people. Right, right. We definitely do not. So yes, like good preface to say this is part of this story as it's like unfolded in the world. But we do not subscribe to these particular beliefs. And it's it's
1: honestly something that I wanted to talk about too because I think going forward, it's good you know for people listening to sort of start to understand if you're gonna do these sort of, you know, dive down these rabbit holes on the internet of like weird conspiracy theories and demons and stuff. You kind of have to know when you get to a point where it's like, oh, okay, I've crossed the line from like, this is like a fun, interesting conspiracy theory to read about. And then know when you've crossed that line into like, oh, I'm on like a, a white supremacist like website right now. Um, oh yeah. 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 You get there quickly. Um, especially in the time of QAnon, which we'll get to in a moment, unfortunately. Um, So yeah. So this concept of, you know, the idea that like, quote, the Jews are, quote, sacrificing children to a God or demon or whatever, doesn't look good, especially as time progresses, the Christian era happens. And there's this really weird sort of strain of Christianity um, that people like Mel Gibson subscribe to, where you essentially blame the Jews for the death of Jesus, that it's like their fault that Jesus was killed. And therefore, they're the Jews are like a cursed people or whatever. Um, And that kind of morphs over time into a sort of conspiracy theory slash like just generic concept at this point of the idea of like a quote blood libel. So it's the idea that the Jewish people over time need to sacrifice Christian children to get their blood to make the um, like to make bread for Passover and that the key ingredient to that Passover bread is Christian blood. And just let me just say it straight out, like, this is all nonsense. This is all factually wrong and has been proven over time. And that it's just sort of like the classic. So how it evolved was like every city, town, civilization, there's always just going to be like kids that die mysteriously or go missing for a myriad of reasons, you know, kids are dumb. They yeah. go out and do dumb shit, or there are legitimately awful people who do awful things to children. Um, but when this happened in like medieval Europe, you already have this sort of inbuilt hatred of the Jews from the Christians because of the sort of like them having you know, the the concept of like Jews having killed Jesus. So you already hate the Jewish people. And then a kid dies mysteriously in the woods and so they started to blame oh it was the jews it's this thing that they have to do every few years they have to sacrifice a christian child to do their whatever weird rituals um and it all goes back to like the idea of moloch where they're sort of like the idea is they're sacred they're like the jews claim that they only worship the one true god yahweh but really they still worship this you know bronze age demon moloch and they always have been in secret and they're just trying to hide it from us because they know that like the idea of sacrificing children is like a horrible thing and we would never be on board with it so there's still in medieval churches this is a big thing in like medieval europe um in medieval churches where they were building a ton of like churches and um well yeah in medieval in medieval churches where they're building churches um (laughs) <laughs> in just circled right back around. i dude i i gotta get back on my horse i gotta i gotta get back into this whole podcasting thing um
0: yeah we we were so smooth before yeah yeah right we were so flawless so before.
1: flawless even rustier now
0: so flawless
1: um so yeah in these medieval churches that were built there are stained glass depictions and like carvings of jews sacrificing child christian children out on altars Like, you can go into churches in, like, the Netherlands right now, in France, like, right now, and there's still these awful caricatures, like, the most racist, anti-Semitic depictions of Jewish people standing around an altar sacrificing a Christian child that you can go and see right now that's still up because it was such a big thing in, like, the medieval times. So this just sort of snowballed and snowballed and snowballed. If you look up the blood libel, like, if you look up, like, the conspiracy theory of blood libel you'll see that there's like, you know, dozens of examples of like children that have died throughout, you know, going all the way back to like medieval times, all the way up until like 2006, where children have died in some way in a community. And the idea of like blood libel has been brought up. And the idea is like, oh, a Jewish person killed this kid because of blood libel. So it's not like this has gone away in any way, shape or form. It's a big thing. And it's, it's both Xenophobia, where you're just afraid of anybody who's different than you, and so like you hate Jewish people not necessarily because they're Jewish, but just because they're different. But then there's also like a very specific strain of anti-Semitism that goes with blood libel. So stay with me. I'm gonna bring it back to Moloch. I promise. Um, No,
0: this is intense. Yeah,
1: (laughs) I didn't think I was gonna be going down this rabbit hole when I started reading about a bronze age demon. Um, Yeah, it's amazing. So yeah, so you know, fast forward to you know, the ascendance of Nazi Germany blood libel is going to be a huge thing for the Nazis. Cause what better sort of myth to go back to? Like they always talk about like fascists are really good at creating myths that you can sort of hold on to and believe in and like, you know, bec- get behind to like move forward your cause. So Hitler and, you know, the Nazi party, in like the buildup, you know, so like in the 1930s, as anti-Semitism was ramping up, they would talk about the blood libel and they would just kind of bring it up casually as if it was a fact. Like there was a couple a couple times where they brought it up specifically in the case of children dying that it would, oh, it might have been the Jews. Um, and it became sort of cemented as like a, a fact of anti-Semitism, along with like the Protocols of the Elders of Zion, which was a document that was purported to be the meat, like basically the minutes from a meeting. Like, so someone's just sitting there writing down as these quote unquote, like high level Jews are talking about their plans for world domination. So the, the protocol of the elders of Zion was supposed to be like a guy sitting there writing down the plans of these powerful Jewish people, um, which is, it's all, it's all fake again. It's all been proven to be incorrect and has been proven to be propaganda Um, against the jews so you have the protocols of the elders of zion you have this blood libel thing and so there's this undercurrent of anti-semitism where you believe that the jews secretly control the world and that also they're sacrificing children to this you know bronze age deity in order to like keep their power and stay youthful and like whatever you want to tack on to it so those two sort of ideas the blood libel and the Jews running the world brings us to you know through it, you know it gets you know it wends its way through the 20th century up until modern day when you have the advent of the the conspiracy theory known as QAnon so QAnon woo for those who don't know yeah
0: QAnon why does everything fucking come back to QAnon because dude QAnon has become just like this umbrella
1: catch-all like No, nothing is turned away from QAnon. Nothing is like, no, that's too crazy for us. Everything is just, oh yeah, you're totally right. That's probably part of it. Every single conspiracy theory from flat earth to, um, it's terrible to like anti really anti-Semitic stuff. But for those who don't know, QAnon is this wild conspiracy theory that there's a global cabal of powerful people, including presidents, Kings, um, actors politicians who secretly control the world and they have to harvest this substance known as adrenochrome which is like essentially your brain producing adrenaline in your in your brain um they have to harvest adrenochrome and then take adrenochrome to stay young and stay alive And everybody from Barack Obama to the Queen of England to, um, you know, Boris Johnson in the UK, they're all part of it. They're all in on it. They're all, you know, you have to, like, like, basically molest or, like, abuse children in order to, like, get them to produce this adrenochrome. And then they're harvested in these, like, underground labs that are secret and that... Donald Trump is actually the secret like it's it's so Jesus. sprawling there's so much going on that Donald just Trump is is like shit. the 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 savior of humanity and he's the one who's been fighting against all of these pedophiles and stuff and it's it's insane oh my God, like it's so stupid fuck? and I and it's a great story like if you read the like, lore on it they've like yeah it's a great story but it just starts to get sad when you realize that people like have stormed the US Capitol because of QAnon when it's just clearly right. just some stupid people on fucking 4chan and 8chan who just like realized that people that they were getting like engagement from these posts and then it blew up into essentially like mainstream Republican politics at this point. But
0: yeah, it's completely absurd. We have already denounced QAnon yes. once before, I think actually in the Mudflood episode, we were like, yeah, yeah. this oh, goes yeah. into QAnon a bit and we fucking hate that shit. So yeah, if you're listening and you're like a believer in QAnon, like... I'm not sorry. No, <laughs> I'm not sorry.
1: QAnon <laughs> is batshit. It's damaging. Crazy. It's dangerous to like U.S. democracy. And just the premise that Donald Trump, like famous multiple rapist and child molester and person who said that he would like fuck his daughter and billionaire elite who has a golden, he literally has like a golden toilet, I'm pretty sure, that he is the <laughs> one who is fighting corruption, even though he's the one he was, he lived like. A couple, a couple houses away from Jeffrey Epstein and has been photographed more than like anybody with Jeffrey Epstein along with, um, just, and just my playing favorites, fucking Bill Clinton, 100% definitely was part of the whole Jeffrey Epstein thing too. There's real child trafficking going on and it was probably Donald Trump was probably involved. He's not fighting the deep state he is the deep state he is the corruption he is the one that we should be like <sighs> anyways there's just <laughs>
0: yeah that's pretty much <laughs> it's so pretty frustrating much how i feel cuz well, and it's like really distracting like when people fucking co-opt these fucking like save the kids yes. bullshit hashtags right. for their qAnon crap it's like completely distracting from like you said the fact that there like is real child sex trafficking like there right. is this happening all over and it's like just not for the reasons that people think people are right. not harvesting this fucking chemical from these kids. Like there actually are kids being trafficked and there are kids being abused and raped by men in power all over the place, including Donald Trump and Jeffrey Epstein and all kinds of people. And yes, like celebrities and yes, politicians on both sides. Like it's mm-hmm. not just a Republican thing, but like no. when we turn save the kids into some shit, we're like, now if you search that on Fucking Instagram or whatever, you're going to find a bunch of QAnon crap. Like, that's completely distracting and like muddying the waters of something that actually needs to be taken care of and not this bullshit where they thought like the fucking storm was coming and everybody was like shocked when Biden was fucking like inauguration day. They were like, wait, I thought they were coming to like arrest everybody. Like, you guys are fucking. Yeah. so deep into this shit like it's not mm-hmm. not even okay anymore
1: no and it's like it's actually really sad when you get into individual because it's i mean you know i would like to laugh at people who are like the like the grifters the people who are like coming in and like influencing these people in qanon who are just trying to make money off of it like fuck those people but like the average QAnon believer is just like a fucking mom who you know during lockdown spent too much time on facebook and got radicalized on the internet by like, QAnon posts and stuff. It's, like, it's just super sad. And...
0: Oh, yeah. They were, like, the people that were genuinely disappointed when that shit didn't happen and were, like, stunned and, like, embarrassed and they were, like, oh, my God, like, my family is ashamed of me, like, nobody will talk to me and, like, the shit that I believed in didn't even happen and they were, like... Thankfully, I think some people were shaken out of it when that went, you know, not the way they thought it was going to, but... Yeah, it kind of, like, reading some of those, like, I went into it thinking, like, oh, this is going to be hilarious to see these people, like, yeah, like, knocked off their horse. Like, oh, there actually isn't, like, this isn't happening. This isn't going to be, like, uncovered. Right. And, like, Donald Trump Trump isn't going to come in and, like, take the presidency back. Right. They thought Hillary Clinton was going to be hung
1: at Guantanamo Bay. (laughs) Yeah, like. Like, publicly.
0: I wanted to think it was going to be funny. I'm like, oh, this is going to be great. And then I read through it and I was like, this is just really sad because, yeah, these people largely like especially all the stories you hear about people who were like oh they were like totally normal and had like normal beliefs and then right. suddenly they just turned into like these QAnon crazy people it's like oh that is actually like a kind of a huge bummer that oh, yeah. people can be influenced that severely and then like some of these people did wake back up out of like this trance and they were like oh fuck right. like well it's a cult i alienated a lot of people yeah it's a fucking cult
1: it's crazy and it's an interesting it's cult It's a, so, it's a it's a unique cult because there's no Charismatic leader that whose name whose like word is bond, who everybody follows. Like every other yeah. cult you can think of has like a charismatic leader at the center who at least started the cult. So it's really wild that it's just like a sort of dispersed leaderless cult that just has influenced people from every almost every country. Like there's like a whole French thing. There's a in, in African QAnon. Jesus. One of the earliest guys in QAnon was like South African. So, so anyways, wild. so
0: yeah, so we like have to dive into that a little bit to go through some of these topics. But again, we yeah. are not believers of QAnon. No. We are not supporters. There will be no QAnon hashtag on this topic so that nope. we do not have believers finding no. our podcast. <laughs> like no. we're good.
1: And I don't want anybody we're listening good. to this. Po- so part of the reason, so I wanted to kind of, kind of introduce QAnon and then I also kind of want to go back to one of the core tenets of QAnon because I, I don't want anybody listening to like think there's any credence not that I think our listeners would believe in QAnon but I don't want anybody to think there's any credence to a lot of the QAnon claims other than maybe just the generic idea that child sex trafficking exists and powerful elite people are part of it. Um I'm looking at you Prince Andrew from England. But so <laughs> shit, he, <laughs> shit, calling him out.
0: Specific call out. Dude <laughs>
1: Look, go down that rabbit hole. Look, go down the rabbit hole of Prince oh, Andrew man. and you will see that he is almost definitely a child rapist who was good friends with Jeffrey Epstein and is now somehow dodging the authorities because he's part of the royal family of England.
0: Shit, I did not know this. Yeah, it's sad. It's I will be looking into It's infuriating. This. So
1: anyways, so yeah, so that's, that is QAnon. You can go a lot deeper into it, but we're not going to right now. The one of the core tenets of qAnon is that there is this 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 cabal they call it the, like like the cabal of globalists which if you ever see globalists or like or like like the bankers anywhere in a conspiracy theory then that's just insert the word jew and that's essentially what they're talking about um oh, yeah. so the idea is that that there's these globalists who are running this cabal to harvest adrenochrome to keep all of these rich people young and vital and that's why celebrities are Young and they don't like ever age. It seems like it's not the fact that they have you know millions of dollars, no stress, and access to like the best medical care on earth. No, it has nothing to do with that. It's the adrenochrome. Yeah. So couldn't be that. No. Yeah. So they, these globalists are part of the part of the thing that they believe is that these globalists aren't just harvesting adrenochrome; that they're also performing these satanic rituals and the satanic rituals, and the murdering of children for their adrenochrome, they're also sacrificing these children to the god Moloch. They believe that they're sacrificing them to, that basically the Jews and the quote-unquote like globalists have been sacrificing children to the deity Moloch since the Bronze Age, and that it has continued unhindered since then, and everything from the Illuminati to the uh, the Bilderberg group all of these sort of like secretive conspiracy theory laden groups are really just this one like cult that is sacrificing children to Moloch. And that is Holy crap. part of the QAnon movement is that it's like, I mean, maybe the casual QAnon like viewer hasn't seen that or doesn't necessarily believe that, but a core tenant is that it's a, it's a mass sort of like satanic ritual that's happening. Everything from, um they've even talked about how, the, the people dying from QAnon, or from QAnon, the people dying from covid are um since covid was like released and it's a pandemic and all that shit which that's a whole other story um they believe that yeah. because it's like a, a bioweapon that's murdering pe- that's killing people they believe that you know it's actually a large-scale satanic ritual in order to sacrifice all of these people to moloch
0: jesus yeah so Dude, this, this is like so much more intense than I ever right.
1: like I was going into this and I just oh it just kept God. moving forward in time and I was like, oh shit, this stuff this is like still a thing. And it wow. absolutely is a thing. Um like it's insane. It's 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 wild and it's even more wild when you go back to the beginning about what I first said about how there's a debate as to whether or not Moloch actually was a deity. Or if Moloch was just the general concept of sacrificing children. So, if you've created this whole cosmology, this whole like belief structure that is QAnon, that is based upon the idea that Moloch is this like all knowing demon that we've been sacrificing children to for, you know, 4,000 years, your central tenet is wrong, potentially, because Moloch isn't even that. Moloch is just the general concept of sacrificing children. So, it's like, there is no central deity like then who are we sacrificing these children to the whole I mean so many parts of QAnon is just like a quilt and if you start to quilt spelt with a Q um you if you pull any of the (laughs) any of the threads along the edge of the quilt the whole thing just unravels but if you you know pile enough threads on it then
0: (sighs) yeah just looks real good I mean to some fucking people I just can't even like handle that none of that
1: no it's crazy and none it's that. it's one of those things too where oh, yeah. if you want to go down that rabbit hole and start to look into that it's a fascinating story but it's just it can get dangerous if you don't if you aren't sort of like aware of the fact that you're being propagandized to i mean one thing i want to kind of end on is that qAnon has gotten more extreme so q the guy so the whole story of qAnon is that there's a guy named q or a person named q who is a high-level member of the intelligence community who was part of Donald Trump's White House. And this person was posting on the anonymous messaging forum 4chan and then 8chan later and basically saying, like, giving all this cryptic knowledge of, like, like sealed indictments are coming, Hillary Clinton's going to hang, and, like... This, so that's where QAnon comes from, is that that there was this person who was leaving these breadcrumbs to let you unravel the conspiracy, basically, so that everybody who went on 4chan or 8chan could, got to be like a member of like this sort of community of people who were trying to decode these the Q drops, as they called them. So this was that was like the closest that you got in QAnon to a charismatic, like a charismatic cult figure was this person Q, but Q hasn't posted since December of 2020. So it's been yeah. seven months at this point, Eight, whatever, like ten months almost almost a whole year with no cue. Um time is an illusion.
0: But um, classic gray. <laughs> He's like, it's been like three months since December. <laughs> like it's been so It has long. been at least three months. Um, it's fucking springtime. Like it hasn't posted in months. Time is a
1: flat circle, nothing uh, is real. <laughs> but yeah. Time's not real. <laughs> so with the cult leader gone, it's sort of just QAnon has just kind of been, in some ways, like people thought it was going to fizzle out but what's really happened is that it's just sort of like it's just splintered into like a hundred different directions and people are there are sort of like mainstream republicans like um marjorie taylor green who are sort of taking it and trying to make like policy based on this there's some who they're, they're, but there's a big faction so now that they've kind of had to go underground on like instagram facebook twitter have banned QAnon hashtags they've had to sort of go to places like gab or um these places that are uh, like, I think discord even where it's this sort of insular community that doesn't do any kind of content moderation. So neo-Nazis and white supremacists are going into these QAnon groups and trying to kind of like actively, there's been chat logs leaked about like neo-Nazis talking about like, we're going to go in and we're going to see who's the most vulnerable and try to message them and like convert them essentially to like white supremacy. So these white supremacist groups are literally Jesus. trying to like recruit from these these QAnon groups because they know like all oh, these people are already radicalized. They already believe Donald Trump is a savior. So it's like that not that farther of a push to let them know about like white genocide or something like that. So there's Holy shit. there's people who are capitalizing on the anti-Semitism in QAnon to recruit QAnon people who in a lot of ways are just regular fucking conservative moms and dads and whatever, um, trying to recruit these regular ass people into these like really extreme far-right fascist and neo-Nazi groups. And it all goes back to Moloch, it all goes back to blood libel, it all goes back to these stories that we've been telling about the Jews for a thousand years, four thousand years, and it all goes back to the potentially incorrect assumption that the pre Yahweh Jews sacrifice children to a god named moloch
0: wow dang yeah that was like that was like documentary level <laughs> like starting off with like a like already interesting topic to be like oh cool like this cool demon well not cool demon but this right. demon that's interesting we're gonna learn about this and then it like morphs into this like massive thing and then like ultimately just like any good documentary leaves you feeling completely hopeless yes. great <laughs> well completely like uh, questions every decision i've made like wow did i really bring a child into like this fucking world like what the fuck dude
1: it's just like yeah i mean i don't want to leave anybody feeling pessimistic but i guess the the thing you can do is check in on your friends ask them what they think of uh you ever heard of adrenochrome and if they're like oh yeah and they start (laughs) to really talk about it you can start to try to de-radicalize them just try to talk to them about like you know that's all just like an anti-semitic conspiracy theory right do you really hate the Jews? Yeah. You really go hate the there. Jews
0: that much? Yeah. Just go from there. That's what you can do. Like, you can take a step today Yeah, to try to like undoctrinate. Is that a word? Undoctrinate these De- fucking...
1: De-radicalize.
0: QAnon. De- yes. De-radicalize. We're just going to just move them from over there back to over here. Like yep. back to just like the land of normal people and... Um, uh, reality at least. Yeah. Wow. <sighs> yep. Wow. Did not see that going in that direction at no. all.
1: I honestly didn't think it was going to go that deep either. Um, Dang. Yeah.
0: Which, you know, still, again, like, very terrifying topic for Halloween. That, yeah. Uh, right. There are people alive today and, like, more than I feel comfortable with that actually believe the shit that Gray was just talking about. So, yep. you know, it's mainstream. let that terrify context. you today.
1: Well, it's funny <laughs> that you were talking. To, uh, well, just, I guess, one thing to end on the one good thing about QAnon is that they are going to eat themselves from the inside out. The good thing about a yeah. group like that is that none of them will ever trust each other. So Marjorie Taylor green has been the most prominent sort of member of the Republican party who has espoused QAnon beliefs, but she was recently called a communist and, um, basically said that she was a child molester by another, even farther right member of QAnon, because she had the audacity to say that we should impeach, biden which implies that biden actually is the president whereas QAnon believes that donald trump was is and will continue to be the president and that uh, biden is either a clone a robot or somebody actually said that it's a jim carrey (laughs) wearing a mask (laughs) whoa okay yeah that's too far it's fucking insane so yeah, again, Way the good thing hard. is that that they're just it's Jesus. just getting wilder. They're all just kind of swimming in the same toxic soup. And so it's just going to get too crazy for the average person and they're going to eat themselves from the inside out and hopefully they don't do too much damage before they do.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah, this is like that's like like you were saying like asking your friends like there's a whole uh trend on TikTok right now that is just like Somebody started it and they're like, oh, my favorite thing to do on, like, just insert any dating, like, app. Um, Like, my favorite thing to weed out fucking people I never want to date is to ask them what, like, what's your most unpopular opinion or, like, your (sighs) most controversial opinion. Yep. And, uh, man, people just outing themselves left and right. Mm -hmm. Like, either, like, they don't believe in the vaccine or they don't believe that Biden's president or just any number of, like, conspiracy fucking, like, racist anti-science anti-semitic conspiracy theories like mm-hmm. just like okay cool great to know that the first thing talking to you yep. and now we will not be continuing this conversation yep. so
1: like, all right i'm gonna have to yeah, go try
0: that with your friends yeah what's your most controversial opinion and you'll get some uh some good shit you can go from there try to fix some of this shit man
1: i just want to go back to when we were just talking about fucking uh, um spring hill jack you know Spring Hill Jack isn't radicalizing anybody. Man.
0: No. Like early, early unknowable days were great. There was like no QAnon and no COVID. Mm -hmm. And we were just like, just free as fucking Eagles. Yep. Just not living in that world at all. It's great.
1: And now conspiracy theories are just like a part of like mainstream life where I wonder if anybody listening is like, oh, I wonder if they're going to do it about like, you know, COVID conspiracies or something.
0: Oh, I don't know. Yeah, no, that will never happen. Yeah, No, and like, well, you know, like, of course, with any of this stuff, like, we've talked about doing an episode on QAnon, but mm-hmm. it's just so, I feel like it's gonna take so many, like, every five minutes, we're gonna have to, like, once again, just, like, for anybody tuning in late in the episode, like, FYI, right? we do not believe this. <laughs> like, we do not right. support this. We have nothing to do with this, but it exists as a conspiracy theory, and there are a lot of things that do that, like, I have a real issue with. Mm-hmm. Even things like, 9/11 wasn't real. The Boston right. Marathon bombing wasn't real. Fuck yep. COVID wasn't real. Like the yeah. Holocaust wasn't real. You've got a whole list of things that people like, not the majority, but like you know a healthy number of people do believe. And oh, yeah. the you know part of why we talk about what we talk about is it's interesting to like think about why people believe this stuff and like how stories morph and change again. Like stories being passed verbally, things changing. Like what about the current culture and the current society and current everything like shapes and molds the way that people think about these things, because there are a lot of belief systems like this that come about that like wouldn't if like the political system wasn't what it was, or if there wasn't like a distrust in this or whatever. Right. And so it's fascinating for that reason. But like we, I feel like we agree on the fact that like we do run the risk of when we talk about something like making it seem like that's something that we believe and that we're like right into and think is, like, healthy to believe, even. Um You know, most of the stuff we've talked about with unknowable stuff, if you know—if we're talking in the realm of, like, things that are debated to exist, aren't harmful to think about. Like, it's not typically harmful to believe that, like, ghosts exist. Or right. a certain cryptid exists. Like, that's a pretty harmless belief, even if it, like, somehow takes over your whole life and you like spend your entire life searching for Bigfoot or whatever. Like that's still right. a pretty harmless obsession. Right. Exactly. Um, thinking that like a fucking global pandemic isn't real. And then it's like a political prop for whatever, <laughs> like that actually is damaging. Right. Like that does do harm uh to yourself and to those around you. So, you know, there are things like that where it's like, do we want to run the risk of talking about this thing? And even having it like mentioned on the podcast, having like, an episode with that title of, like, COVID, like, Plandemic. Like, I don't want somebody necessarily, like, looking through our episode archive and seeing that and thinking, like, oh, fuck no, I'm not gonna listen to these, like, anti-science idiots, which some people might already think that if they're, like, oh, all they talk about is cryptids and ghosts and demons. Like, they might already be, like, wow, it's, like, not a huge jump from that to COVID conspiracies. But, like, we're here to tell you that it is actually a pretty big jump. Like, we do believe to some degree in like a lot of weird shit, but like right. not that weird shit.
1: Or at least so. understand that it is unknowable.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like, so
1: whereas the unknowable yeah. part of QAnon we'll is it's unknowable. how Anyone can believe this bullshit.
0: Yeah, exactly. Like that's so you never know. We Thankfully we've got so many other topics that we don't need to do that. And also like, again, my fear is like, a, that people who actually genuinely believe that stuff will start to, like, listen to our shit and, like, come into our circle, which is not something I want. But also yes. that people who believe that shit, who are, have proven themselves to be irrational and dangerous, may, like, become angry with us, which is also yes. not something I'm looking no. for. Nope. So, uh, there's that. So, you know, maybe we'll just stick to a super fun, like, missing people. Yeah. And... Awesome cryptids for now. Something that hopefully nobody will try to, like, shoot us through the window of our car for.
1: Oh, yeah. That'd
0: be great. It's a good thing.
1: I would like that to not happen.
0: Yeah, I don't need our grandmother yelling at me. She gets, like, really mad at me. When she finds out that I do something, like, stupid out in public where I, like, get mad at somebody, Yep. you know, rightfully out in public, she's like, do you know how many people have guns these days? (laughs) You (laughs) have a child. (laughs) Yeah, and I'm like, fuck. Fuck, you're right. You're right, Grandma. You're right. So... Yeah, So yeah, somehow it's going to be great to put in the uh, description of this episode, like somehow we started on the topic of demons and we mostly talked about QAnon. Yep. It's great. It's great.
1: Welcome to Unknowable, guys.
0: Yeah. Welcome back. Um, So yeah, that's a, I won't even pretend like I know which episode number this is.
1: Time is an illusion. It's a flat circle.
0: 60 something. Um, But yeah, welcome back. Uh, We are, like I said, we are back. For the foreseeable future, yep, we plan to like actually stay on top of our shit. Yes. So, next episode will be you know mid November ish. So keep an eye out. Um, as always, check out our Patreon. Yep. We again, we'll be getting back into that. So we will. Um, the goal is to have some regular things on there, like little specials, behind the scenes. Um, you know, eventually we want to get to the point where we're doing like even video versions when we get back to recording in person um right doing some like video of our recording sessions so you can see um you know just how raw and unedited Uh, it really is yep um and yeah just all kinds of goodies gray is doing a lot of uh, screen printing so we're gonna have some cool like bags and shirts and things like that that are all 100 designed by gray which is awesome yep um and yeah, check us out. Find us on Instagram, find us on Facebook. We're always happy to have feedback, questions, requests for episodes. Uh, let us know.
1: Yeah, seriously. Yeah, good. always let us know. Because happy to be back. We've gotten a few good, a few good uh, suggestions from
0: some listeners. And yeah. Oh yeah, great. we get. It's great to be back. Tons of good ones. Great to be back. So, episode uh, something of. I oh, no
1: unknowable. Love you.